farm front takes to the mic to talk to people catching glances from their neighbors for the crazy ideas, aka innovations, on the farm, addressing food security from the backyard, those choosing to close the farm doors permanently, and veterans hitting the farm scene. It's a diverse community, promising fascinating stories you won't hear anywhere else. Welcome back, everyone. This is Jenny Schweigert, mom, small farmer, and professional communicator by night. And I'm Liz Nyman, a technology and data professional. We may work in different worlds, but we are both passionate about revitalizing rural America. Today, we are interviewing Sean Tyson from Mount Pulaski, Illinois. How is it going, neighbor? In Mount Pulaski, Illinois, we are swamped. Uh, our new grocery cooperative called Market on the Hill. It is incredible because you've got all kinds of producers that have their products in the store. Can you explain how this all came together? Sure, sure. So uh, the idea for Market on the Hill uh, came from a funny story. Uh, my wife needed green onions, and uh, and our grocery store, our local grocery store, closed in Mount Pulaski in 2016. And I realized that I had to drive an hour round trip, basically, to get right. our green onions for tacos. And so it's always the, the running joke was we better have green onions at this store. Um, yeah, you better. So fast, <laughs> fast forward about a year, I was on the Economic Development Board in Mount Pulaski. And we had a strategic planning session where that we identified that one of the key things that we were missing in Mount Pulaski to be a successful community was a grocery store. And I said, you know what? I've been thinking about that a bunch. Why don't I just research it? And I researched it a lot, uh, called a lot of the major grocery chains. And if they didn't laugh at me when I called them, they would hang up or they'd say, sorry, you know, your town's just not big enough. Uh, some of the demographics have really changed uh, in rural America as far as grocery stores go. There's such slim margins on a, on a standard conventional grocery store that we could never have one in a town of 1,700. Um, so I was actually talking to a friend of mine uh, and neighbor, Beth Saucy, who runs Saucy's Apiary, and mm-hmm. she had hooked me up with a guy named Sean Park. Sean Park works for the Illinois Institute for Rural Affairs, and he had helped a grocery store in the town of Winchester get started as a co-op. And so I went over, and you know, I'm down in the dumps. I'm thinking there's no way we're ever going to have a grocery store in our small town. And I went to Winchester and I saw what they were doing. It's a small 2000 square foot store, much like ours. And they were doing a gangbusters business. And so, you know, that really gave me hope and uh, go ahead and say that. So this grocery store in Winchester, Illinois is called Great Mm -hmm. Scott. Appropriate as it's in Scott County. And I I am myself very familiar with Scott County as a native of Greene County right next door. Yeah, the very situation that you're describing in Mount Pulaski, that was Winchester mm-hmm. completely. Mm-hmm. And how demographically similar they were. That, 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 that's one of my big things is how much, how much we're alike. Um, and the whole dang county, the whole county did not have a grocery store. There wasn't one grocery store in the entire county of Scott County. Oh, yeah. In Scott County, relatively speaking, if you look at it on a map, it's it's not the biggest county, but it's not the smallest either. So I, on one hand, I can appreciate that just like what was being said there, the profit margins for a grocery store are super small. So I could understand like the entire county understood 
why the last grocery store went out of business and why that chain left. They all got it. But at the same time, food is fundamental (laughs) for basic living. So here they were, like, no one from the outside wanted to invest on the inside of the whole dang county. I mean, talk about, like, we... We talk about food deserts in the city, which is a very real thing. But there's also, to me, rural food deserts oh, as very well. Very real. Very real. Yeah, and and so. then, then even food swamps. You know, in, in Mount Pulaski, oh. we're what's considered a food swamp prior to Market on the Hill coming about. And yeah, that's that interesting. Means, Tell me what a food swamp yeah, is. Yeah, what is a food swamp? So all of, a food swamp, what that means is you've got your typical rural, small or the big businesses that show up. We know what they are. Well, one of them's got a yellow <laughs> banner and the other one's got a red banner. And, right, right. <laughs> um, you know, one's a gas station and one is a dollar store. And uh, so they've got food, right? But it's not good food. It's not quality, nutritious, wholesome mm-hmm. food like what we provide at, at Market on the Hill or at Great Scott Market in Winchester. You know, we're, we're trying to provide local produce, local meats, and then everything else that you might need that the, those other stores might not provide. Oh, yeah. Outside of, like, canned spam or something. Yeah. 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 You know, we're not going to carry baby baby formula or diapers or something like that, you know, the, the or paper products, things like that. The dollar stores are good at stuff like that. We're never going to beat them on that. But what we can beat them on definitely is service and quality of products. Yes. I Something that I find is very interesting about – rural areas like Mount Pulaski, like Winchester, is that while they have that uh, that small population that is not attractive for grocery stores, I think it's so interesting that in both cases, we, you've been able to find the resources to source and start grocery stores, which I think really uh, speaks to this untapped potential in rural America, especially in farm country, we have a lot of the resources to do this stuff for ourselves. It's just a matter of doing it, which I think you're yeah. proving can happen. Have you seen this community support in Mount Pulaski? Absolutely. You, you know, uh, an interesting story about when we did our fundraising effort here um, in the fall of 2019, we had our first fundraising dinner. We expected about 50 people, maybe 75. And uh, we were very surprised when we ran out of chairs and we had 150, over 150 people show up and we raised half of our fundraising goal in one night. Mm-hmm. And so that's the kind of community oh, wow. support that we've got. And that's the kind of community support I, I believe that you really need to have a successful store like what we do apparently right now. Um, I can tell you on our first day, on our first day, we uh, grossed more dollars than we thought we would in our first week. And so <laughs> that led to a few uh, complications being short on product because we are such a small store. We had to run and hustle. And I sent my, I sent my wife to one of our wholesalers to get certain products that we ran out of very quickly. And then what was cool is, you know, I think we're, we're like a, we're not like a battleship. It doesn't take us a long time to, to adjust to things. We're more, you know, like a speedboat in that, we called up our direct producer right outside of town. I said, Kyle, I'm all out of salad greens and I'm all out of this purple kale stuff. I don't even know what it is, but it looks awesome. And he goes, I'll be right up there. <laughs> and he brought us what we needed. And, you know, that, that kind of thing, that kind of flexibility really uh, is, is a benefit to the community. And here's, here's another um, aspect to that, Liz. 
Um, were you able to get your milk refilled yet? Uh, our milk, so yeah, so we're, we are working with Little Brown Cow Dairy, and I will tell you that milk is awesome. So they're out of Delavan, which is from Tazewell County, just yep. on the other side. They're on the good side, right? They're, they're really close to us, and uh, we got their products, and uh, it sold out within, I think, two days. Yeah. Uh, so oh my uh, that's, gosh. It's, been, it's been great for us to we, – we have to explain the empty shelf sometimes. It's like, listen, folks, <laughs> we're building the airplane while we're flying it. And uh, we're going to have the stuff that you need. So it's, it's been a lot of fun, and we've got a lot of really positive feedback, too. And the, the Herbert family are very good friends of ours. I volunteered to run to Mount Pulaski and help fill those shelves. We would I'm love to have you down here. We'd even, we'd even, we would even sell you a share while you're down here. So <laughs> we've, got some of our, we've got some of our common fee shares available. There's the salesman and Sean coming out. I'm trying to sell shares while I'm on a podcast. So. Very, I don't well, know. I'm kind of interested. How do those shares work? Because because from what I understand, like Great Scott, you are a cooperative. Am I right mm-hmm. in saying that? Yep. So, yeah. So we're we're we function like a cooperative, and everybody's kind of familiar with those. You know, we get our food or we get our fertilizer and our fuel from those places as farmers, and uh, so we're set up similarly. Uh, our, we had we had a couple of different levels. One was a preferred share, and so those preferred shares were five thousand dollars. And um, those actually paid out an interesting amount of money, and they'll be paid back uh, within, we hope, within six to seven years because we pay an amount of interest on those shares. And then the other shares that were available were $500 shares, and we called those uh, common A shares, and those will pay dividends back to the owners as soon as we are profitable as a store, which I hope won't be too long. The Class C shares are $100 a piece, and uh, those have the same voting yeah. rights and rights to be on the board as, as the other two. Very nice. That's, that's very affordable. nice. Yeah. I'm thinking, like, also, like, outside of the farming community, if I were a consumer, what an interesting opportunity to literally have ownership over part of my food system and food resources. It's very empowering it's- to think about. It is, I will tell you, after the store opened, we had a few shares left, and uh, we have sold all of those out. All of the common, common A shares sold out. I think we sold 10 or 12 of those today. In one day, we sold those after kind of the response that everybody had. I think everybody wants to get on board with a winner, and hopefully that's a good sign for us that people <laughs> see that in us, and they see that, that you know we're doing a good job and, and we're going to be around for a while. Do you think that we're seeing a trend? Are we going to have our small town grocery stores come back? I would love nothing more than to have our small town grocery stores come back. As a matter of fact, one of one of my key things was I really wanted to be able to take the model, the model that we took from Great Scott and we're implementing here in Mount Pulaski. We'd love to share that model with other small communities. And if there's other like-minded communities that have any questions, that's what cooperatives are all about, is helping other ones get started up and, and share the knowledge and learn from our mistakes and learn from Winchester's mistakes, and we'll help you through that process. And it'll just continue to become a stronger process for additional towns. I, I, I know that all of this started before COVID. I think mm-hmm. that COVID has definitely hit the accelerator for everything for you as far as demand. Do you think that 
once COVID becomes not on the forefront, you know, slows down, it's not the level of pandemic. Let's say we've gone through, you know, the second wave, if that is really what is to come. Do you think that people are going to revert back to the grocery stores? You know, I, I as far as a standard conventional grocery mm-hmm. store, I think right. a, I think a lot of people have seen a little bit of a chink in the armor, so to speak, in that chain altogether. You know, just just like I talked about earlier, with being able to call Kyle and say, "Hey, I need more, I need more lettuce, or I need more uh, kale," uh, mm-hmm. you know, your farm. If you know your farmer, there's more accountability in knowing your farmer than the industrial food system, in my opinion. Um, I think that if you have a relationship with Sean Tyson, beef producer, and I tell you that in January I'm going to have a steer for you, I'm going to have a steer for you, and you're going to have your beef, and it's secure. And I think that in all the conversations that I've had since COVID started, you know, that is a big one, is, is bridging that gap between the consumer and the farmer. And mm-hmm. I think that doesn't, that doesn't go away after that, that relationship has been started and you serve them a quality product. Uh, and as far as the regular uh, grocery system, I think once people get on it, and get on, you know, shopping local, um, I think they'll see the value in it. I certainly see it uh, among all demographics walking into our store, but particularly with the uh, elderly population that we've got here in Mount Pulaski, they're Mm -hmm. so thankful that they don't have to go to a major metro area to pick up the bananas that they need every third day. You know, they're very big Mm -hmm. on bananas for whatever reason. They love (laughs) bananas. I had a lady come in on our second day and she did a dance, a jig. She was maybe 80 years old. I'm doing it right now, but she was dancing and she said, I'm so happy this is here. She was just so excited. And it was, it was just so heartwarming to see that. And we've gotten that reaction repeatedly here. So hold, hold on. Let's back up. We're in Illinois. Where are there mm-hmm. banana trees? You know, there are no banana trees in, in Illinois. So uh, let's see. We're, so how are you Where getting bananas? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're talking about our food cooperative. Yeah, we can't grow those in Mount Pulaski yet. Kyle is going to try. No. Uh, oh, boy. So what we what we have done is we actually do what's called load sharing with a major grocery chain, and they sell us product that we can't produce here locally. And then beyond that, <clears throat> we're partnering with several different dis- distributors, whether it be bread or um, – different types of produce that we can't produce here or maybe like a specialty fish or something like that. You know, we, we're not a fishing ground here in Mount Pulaski. we got a pond, but um, you can only eat so much bluegill and catfish. So, <laughs> Do you think that, I mean, did it take a while to convince the larger grocery company to jump on board with you? Um, so it depends on the distributor. Some of them there are very willing to deal with us. And I think what, what happened, and I, I talk about this often, but I think Winchester and Great Scott, they really plowed the road for us, and we're kind of crumbing it out. You know, we're pushing back the stuff off the sides. And so they had established a relationship with County Market, which is part of Neiman Foods, and they, they operate out of Pittsfield. We operate out of the Sherman, Illinois store, which is about 25, 30 miles from us. And we can pick from any of their inventory, and they sell it to – they sell it to us at a, at a reasonable cost that we can then pass it on to our consu- consumers and not have it be out of the realm of possibility. You know, it's a reasonably priced item that we would get from them then. That sounds like a pretty solid deal, really. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's not bad. We've we've uh, there's bumps and there's obstacles at all times, and logistically, it's it's certainly a challenge. But most people I found within this industry are pretty willing to help. And the same way in in the cooperative industry, and every time that we run into a local farmer, I can tell you that they are like, "Hey, have you talked to Jeff Hake, or have you talked to?" This guy, did you did you know the egg person that's over in Middletown? No, I didn't, but now I do. And so now, you know, we we've collaborated and we've we've worked with all these different farmers and we've got a we've got a producer list. I think it's about 22, 23 producers along right now. There's people who I didn't even realize were involved that, you know, I've known most of my life. And I saw yeah. their names and I was like, "Oh, this is awesome." So you yeah. how far yeah. are you going as far as distance from Mount Pulaski on sourcing so on on sourcing local product uh let's Mm -hmm. see most of our stuff is very close and I always say in small concentric circles is how we'll work out and getting the product you know we'll we'll look as close as possible for beef for pork for vegetables and then as you get more specialty when you get like say local milk all right in Logan County I can tell you I know of two dairies and uh, both one of them delivers to Dairy Queen, I believe, and then the other one delivers to Prairie Farms, which we also carry to Prairie Farms. And so then our other one has got is Little Brown Cow Dairy, and so they're just on the other side of the county. We grab from them. What are your words of advice for other communities? Where should they start? So words of advice in uh, building a cooperative model is you've got to have somebody to kind of spearhead the effort, get somebody passionate and get somebody that this is really in their heart to make this work. Uh, The next thing, the next step would be forming a steering committee. And that steering committee really kind of leads that whole charge and and takes care of the tasks that need to be done in order to get the cooperative started. And uh, it's really, it's a lot easier than you think. It's, it's a, uh, it's a very big task, but divided among uh, qualified community members, it's pretty easy to do. And we're always willing to help at Market on the Hill in Mount Pulaski. There aren't many people that I know that are more passionate than you, Sean. So they've got the (laughs) right person there. Thank you. Well, I want to say thank you for joining. Liz, what other questions did you have for Sean? Sean, I would love to be able to follow up with you, especially with information about that share setup. Um, Because I'm just thinking of especially our audience that is on the more consumer side. And it's still kind of figuring out, like, how exactly does this whole cooperative thing work? Because like in, in, in farm world, we're like, yeah, this is a regular thing, no problem. Yeah. But also I think it's such a cool idea. Like I'm totally happy to uh, evangelize it a little bit more. So I think uh, working with you, um, I'd like to try to break down like, all right, this is how this would work for you as a co-owner. And here is the value proposition. Sure, sure. Yeah, sure. Whatever you guys need, I'm, I'm more than happy and willing to help you. The last thing I will add um, for anyone that is in Illinois, one of the efforts that Sean and I have been working on is a Facebook group called Shop Illinois Farms. And many of the folks who have their products in Mount Pulaski, Market on the Hill, are also in that group. um, And you're able to contact them and talk with them one-on-one, broken up into regions, so you can find farmers who are close to you to get products that you would like to have. Thank you for joining us. I know this is probably one of the busiest weeks of your life. So (laughs) we appreciate you. It certainly is. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. 
so that was that was interesting, Liz. How did you how did you feel about what they're doing there in Mount Pulaski? Um, I am feeling incredibly hopeful and so happy about this development in Mount Pulaski. Uh, we were gushing quite a bit about uh, the potential of this becoming a trend, and I, I I admit, like I am fully on like board, like hoping that this is going to become a new thing that Illinois small towns are kind of known for having the local grocery store that is featuring the local food from the area. I truly believe that Illinois agriculture, if we all focus on projects like this, I think that we can revitalize our downstate economy. I know it's a big goal, we like big goals. Oh, my gosh. No, absolutely. It can happen. And I think we just need to, um, I guess, kind of mute or block, grab a hold of the resources we do have available. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And there are lots of resources out there. I think, you know, that's something I want to I want to pursue through Farmfront on air and make sure that people understand and know about some of these things that can help facilitate economic growth in the rural areas. Yes. And while for sure we are not uh, Illinois exclusive, I think what is very cool about downstate Illinois is very much that potential. It's got the raw building blocks there. We've got the farms who are capable of supplying these populations with a variety Mm -hmm. of wholesome food that's high quality and frankly delicious. We have this blank canvas to completely reimagine what a rural farming economy can look like. It's it's just a matter of doing it. (laughs) And hopefully other people can look at downstate Illinois and think, oh, okay, well, hey, they can do that. We can totally do something in almost exactly the same in this state or this other state because we're not the only state that you can grow a lot of amazing things in. And that's not to not to like hammer down on any of our larger grocery stores. I think that they definitely fill a need and people should understand that the the folks that are supplying the food to those grocery stores are also farmers. It's not like it just appears in a factory or something like that. Those are hardworking family farmers that are producing that food also. But I think in Sean's example, um, between, you know, Dollar General and a small town store, the small town store is going to have local types of products, not the type of market share that Dollar General is going after. So I think that it's it's a shareable idea. Oh, absolutely. Think that there's room for everybody. What he was describing there of partnering with Uh, county market system to fill in those gaps, Mm -hmm. I think is a great example of Mm -hmm. how these small town grocery stores can just become part of this greater system in our in getting food to people. Mm -hmm. Definitely, I don't see these entities as replacing anything, but filling in much needed gaps. I agree. I agree. And it's it's a perfect opportunity to get more people involved and 
even maybe give ownership in the way food is produced. So I'm really, really excited to see how everything progresses with Market on the Hill. And the SHARE program is very interesting. I could tell from the enthusiasm in your voice that we're going to look into that a little bit more and probably do some blog posts and oh, possibly most podcasts. definitely. I, I do admit when I was a grad student at the University of Illinois in Champana. <laughs> it is called Champana. It is now. Champagne Urbana. <laughs> there is um, another grocery store very similar, also a cooperative setup, um, also uh, sources from local farms. They're called Common Ground Food Co-op. I loved being a member of that group. It gives a kind of a sense of community. Gosh darn yeah. it, small towns are really dang good at community. It does not surprise yes. me at all that rural small towns are like, you tell us about a cooperative? Yeah, we can totally understand and get on that. So what I would like to do is kind of a, a call to action to listeners. If your towns or you know of towns that also have other projects or other small town grocery stores, please reach out to us and share your stories so that we can help facilitate a larger broadcast of those stories. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I keep on thinking of all of the road trips that I cannot really take right now due to COVID. But in my head, I'm like, oh, oh man, that would be such a cool network to create all these little hubs for regional food be like some sort of like agriculture Anthony Bourdain setup going on there. Yeah. <laughs> a girl can dream. Yes. yes. Well, we'll go ahead and we will wrap up this week's episode. And we've got lots more planned and lots more to come. But we still want to hear your stories. We want to hear about you. We want to know what you're doing, whether you are a farmer, maybe you're a non-farmer. If you're living in an urban area, shoot us an email. Contact at farmfront.org. For more information about the different efforts that we are pursuing with this project, visit us at farmfront.org. Thanks for everyone joining us this week. Be safe until next time. Looking forward to hearing from you soon.